0: Welcome to Jerusalem Studio Podcast. Join us to discuss the latest updates from Israel and the region.
1: Shalom and welcome to Jerusalem Studio. The appointment of a new Israel Defense Forces Chief of General Staff is a very important event in the life of this military organization. More than in most Western democracies, Israel's top general officer, has a major impact on the nation's policies and conduct. Major-General Helsia Levi, an experienced paratrooper and intelligence military leader, has earlier this month been nominated to serve as Israel's 23rd Ramatkal, or CGS, taking over at the turn of the year. How significant is this transition at a time of political turbulence within Israel and security challenges around it? With us to share their opinions on Herzia Levi's elevation to Ramatkal are two senior IDF veterans. Joining us from Northern Israel is Major General in Reserve Gelshon Akwen, who is an IDF Army Corps commander. Thank you for joining us, General.
2: Good evening.
1: Also joining us from Central Israel is Brigadier General in Reserve Doron Gavish, who is a former Air Defense Chief at the Israel Air Force. And the Defense Ministry's representative to Europe. Thank you for joining us as well, General. Thank you. And with me here in the studio is uh, our TV7 editor at large, host of TV7 Watchmen Talk and Powers in Play, and so much more, Mr. Amir Oren. Amir, give us a broader understanding into this uh, unique individual who is about to lead the Israel Defense Forces in the near future.
0: Well, it's a unique position, uh, to be sure. Uh, it's the only lieutenant general, uh, the only three-star in the uh, Israeli hierarchy uh, in charge of some uh, 20 major generals at any uh, time and uh, some 100 brigadier generals, in addition to those uh, in the reserves, and, of course, all the colonels and the uh, other ranks. And within the military, as a lesson of the Omkipo War um, by law. The um, uh, chief of the general staff uh, has command authority. He is the supreme military authority. Of course, he is subordinate to the uh, civilian government. But within the military, the uh, ministers cannot leapfrog over him um, and uh, instruct the uh, territorial command uh, commanding generals, or the uh, military intelligence chief, or the Air Force chiefs, uh, and, the, and the others. So uh, once every three or four years, when a new Ramatkal, as you mentioned, is being appointed, uh, can be a turning point uh, with a new plan, a new vision. Of course, building on uh, the uh, shoulders of his uh, predecessors. Right now, because Israel is in political turbulence, it uh, is uh, going into general elections in uh, some uh, uh, two months, in early uh, November, and then the uh, makeup of the government uh, will still be in doubt. Perhaps uh, there will be another round of elections. Uh, The budget will be in doubt, and so on and so forth. So on on one hand, uh, the chief of staff, as the uh, stable component in this uh, system, will be important. But uh, he will not be given a lot of help um, by his uh, uh, political uh, masters. And one uh, additional point, the minister of defense, who uh, selected him. And of course, uh, it is subject to the approval of uh, a certain uh, committee and then the uh, government itself, but uh, this is uh, considered routine. The Minister of Defense is himself a former chief of the general staff, and he will look over General Halevi's shoulder and obviously uh, will have uh, his contribution uh, to make.
1: Well, in order to deliberate the soon-to-be three-star generals, we have three stars in uh, uh, present, uh, of course, uh, two-star general uh Cohen we'll start with you. And and if we may also uh, give a little bit of an illustration, to what degree do you believe uh, the soon-to-be uh, Chief of General Staff, Levi, uh, uh, Levy, uh, the candidate who will be the the right person to lead uh, Israel's uh, military arm uh, for the vigorous challenges ahead? Uh, First of
2: all, uh, following what uh, Amir said, we must emphasize that the Israeli chief of staff is a very unique uh, duty in comparing it to the chief of staff uh, of the American army, for example, American services because he is directing personally the all arenas and commanding them directly. It is a very, very extraordinary position with a lot of responsibility. And what is necessary to say before he already began uh, to enter his duty, that he can not only get a lot of support because he is an officer with consensus, he can promise uh, to create conditions of stability in time that we are really in anxiety to lose the whole uh, leadership uh, stability uh, regarding the election. So at least uh, there is a promise that this new chief of staff will deliver the expectations to bring consensus of great uh, support of all Israeli people and to behave in a manner that creates exemplification of a very, very responsible uh, form of behavior decision-making that will not harm the Israeli stability that is so necessary.
1: Indeed. General Gavish, your take?
2: I think that the
3: first point that was made already by uh, by General Gershon and also by Amir, uh, it is really something that is important to to highlight, uh, him being the commander, the direct commander of the Israeli uh, military, but I would like maybe to highlight that it is so, um, I would say, important job and uh, the responsibility is so big. Is that if we could compare it to the past, so we could see that uh, Commander-in-Chief in the commander-in-chief in the 67 war, for example, became the hero of uh, of Israel, and then in 73 war, the the commander of the Israeli military had to leave his post. We saw it also in uh, 2006. Uh, so there is a huge responsibility. Uh, people are looking at him uh, and. Uh, so I think this is something that really needs to be uh, to be emphasized. Uh, the other thing that uh, I think it is uh, important is that to say that in Israel the military doesn't have only a military, uh, I would say, a role in the Israeli society. There is there is other roles. You know, Israel military is the melting pot of the Israeli society. Uh, Israeli military and military values are influencing. Uh, the Israeli society. Uh, we could see it in the last decision that was made uh, by uh, General Aviv Kochavi to add another value uh, to the IDF values. And this is a decision that is influencing the IDF, but is also influencing uh, Israel as a nation. What are the values that uh, the, the defense forces and the Israeli youth who is serving? is in these forces, what are their values? So I think that from um, what I would say that uh, I I, agree with my partners here and I would add uh, the importance of the IDF from a society uh, point of view. And this is also a challenge that uh, General uh, Herzog Levy would have to deal with.
1: Indeed. Uh, Mr. Owen, you obviously mentioned already that Defense Minister Benny Gantz will look over the shoulder uh, Mm -hmm. of... uh, the upcoming chief of general staff, as he's doing currently also with uh, uh, Lieutenant General Aviv Kochavi, who has uh, been uh, hailed and praised by all his uh, colleagues and, and uh, peers uh, uh, who I've met and, and who have everybody here around the table uh, uh, agrees with, uh, has made An outstanding job, also with the doctrine that he's been implementing and has been able to uh, outdo many of uh, his predecessors uh, in recent years, even not uh, necessarily uh, uh, Gaddi Eisenkot and others, but uh, he he really uh, did an exemplary uh, job. the The position in which this uh, current upcoming chief of general staff will find himself, is though within the context of an Iranian nuclear threat that uh, is still there, there is no nuclear agreement as we're speaking right now, uh, the Lebanese theater is very threatening, and uh, many of the methodologies within the context of uh, the Israel Defense Forces have been already ordained to a certain degree by the incumbent uh, uh, or the outgoing chief of general staff of Ivkochavi. What is the role now of General Halevi uh, within this context?
0: So when General Gantz was chief of staff, uh, he tried and failed, not um, uh, due to any any particular uh, failure of his own, uh, to put forward a multi-year plan. The government uh, would not uh, fund it. Um, General uh, Eisenkund and then General Kochavi did manage that. And the last year of the multi-year plan, for one, is obviously also the first year of uh, the next one. Now, um, by the way, gen-
3: also because they were backed up by the same Benny Gantz when he was the Minister of Defense. Of we course. Have to, we have to give it to his credit.
0: That, that's true. and. Um, because um, General uh, Kochavi and General uh, Halevi have different styles. Um, General Kochavi has enough ego for both, um, at least uh, by outward uh, appearance. Uh, and General uh, uh, Halevi uh, is, is quite quiet. Um, I uh, have some correspondence with one uh, of his uh, classmates, at the National Defense University in Washington, which he attended some 17, 18 years ago, a retired Marine Corps colonel by the name of um, Philip Van Etten. And uh, he wrote me that uh, Herzl Levy was the quiet leader of the group, that he was outstanding, that when he spoke, everyone listened because they understood that he was supremely qualified um, And he knew what he was talking uh, about now um, Israel is one of the leading countries in the world in life expectancy It's 85 years for ma- for females 81 for males and along with life expectancy the age for Israeli senior officers has also risen you know that def- the first some of the first uh, chiefs of staff were in their early thirties. When Moshe Dayan was appointed at thirty-eight, he was considered old. And uh, General Halevi will be fifty-five when 54. when he takes office. 55. No, no, he was born. He was born uh, in December, December. okay. okay. December so. of sixty-seven, and he will be fifty-five. It's a fact, General Akhoyan. We can't change it. <laughs> we, we can argue it, yes, but we, we, we can. We can't I agree. change it um uh, and and uh, he was of course um, built to last. he uh, has experience in the uh, northern front as a division commander in the central front, as a brigade uh, commander, and in the south, where he led the entire southern command, so obviously and he was the military intelligence chief and had had other positions, so he's well rounded. And uh, he will obviously try to come up uh, with a plan uh, with priorities. But one point uh, is very salient. He has already written that if he sees, and this is a recommendation, now he can act on his own recommendation, if he sees that Hezbollah is about to attack the northern border, he will be for a preemptive strike. He will not wait and absorb the first blow, because uh, it could determine the entire war. And of course,
1: for all his quietness, he has been vocal about the ability to preempt uh, certain threats. Uh, General Cohen, I'd like to uh, hear your perspective on this as somebody who's worked with General uh, Halevi on, on multiple occasions.
2: First of all, the decision to choose him representing the basic conceptual framework of the military attitude to military challenges. It means that it really reflects a new paradigm, a, a new perspective about the new warfare, huge emphasis upon intelligence dominance, and of course he is coming with a quite well a experiment regarding that effort. Beyond that, over the world, not uh, speaking about Ukraine warfare, Uh, there is great dominance upon uh, special operations. And he has a lot of experience of special operations. It is to prefer the cover military activity upon the observable. Therefore, I'm not so sure that he will run immediately to a kind of preemptive attack. It is very, very complicated in the Israeli conditions. Uh, beyond all that, what uh, was emphasized by Amir, every uh, Israeli chief of staff is an icon, a national icon. And he really reflects the subconsciousness of an image, what the Israeli people wants to be, how they want to behave regarding uh, the challenges, how to overcome all the challenges. And I think that he's really fitting to that subconsciousness uh, expectations.
1: General Gavish?
2: You
3: know, uh, leaders
2: have their own uh,
3: style. Each one of the leaders could have his uh his own uh, style, and by behaving, we don't uh, judge them by uh, what they say uh, uh, only from the outside. And I I fully agree that uh, the leadership style of uh, General Herzl Alevi is a very humble one. I wouldn't say quiet, but humble one. Uh, He says uh, when, when he needs to say something, he would say it, you know, there is joke about this six year old boy that didn't say a word to his parents and then one day he said uh, could i have a, a sword and they they said how come that you are speaking he said up to now nothing was wrong so uh, so same with him you know he would speak mm-hmm. and he, he when he would need to say uh, what he uh, believed that uh, should be said uh, he will do it uh, i think this is something uh, to say about him uh, I think that there is under consensus within the IDF, uh, the different uh, forces within the IDF. Uh, uh, we have to say that, uh, you know, in the past we saw all kinds of, uh, I would say, uh, movements in the chairs uh, and uh, fighting maybe between uh, uh, components uh, or between uh, different opponents uh oh, people who went to this uh, to this uh, position it wasn't not it was not the case this time he is, uh, there is there is a consensus uh, i think uh, to his uh, leadership uh, to his ability to be the next leader that uh, would lead the, the IDF and I think from this uh, perspective it is uh, quite uh, promising and, and of course you know he would have to deal with the future uh, challenges uh, military challenges of Israel uh, which are only growing uh, with the time, and uh, we just touched it before, Amir talked about it, but uh, Iran, Iran is there, and the challenge uh, toward Iran, the Syrian arena, the Lebanese arena, of course, uh, of course, uh, the Gaza Strip in the south, and uh, as the commander-in-chief of the Israeli Defense Forces, you don't have uh, 100 days of rest, maximum 100 hours, you would have to go inside, and uh, and and to be fully prepared to all the different accounts and at the same time to build the forces uh, for the next uh, few years and uh, for the future threats. So I'm sure that uh, Atia Levy is one uh, of those guys uh, that uh, will know how to do it in the right way. And uh, personally, uh, I feel fully confident that this is going to be our next chief of staff. But you, you know, one, if I...
0: if there is. Um, a nuclear agreement, he will have an opportunity. Um, Of course, uh, Iran would still need to have intelligence overwatch uh, and it couldn't uh, be neglected, but he will have some time uh, before the sunset clauses kick in uh, towards 2030 to prioritize some other investments uh, in the military. And uh, you know General Gershon Akoyan here as well as uh, Herzi HaLevi, came from religious backgrounds. And uh, General HaLevi is actually the first religious Ramatkal. Now, uh, he said, uh, I have my own um, style, my my own lifestyle as a religious person. I'm not wearing it on my sleeve, but this is my way. And um, through that, he can serve as a bridge between various segments of the Israeli society, because the civil-military relationship is a very important uh, part of the duties of the chief of staff. Which was indeed Mm -hmm.
1: highlighted here before and uh, uh, of course, uh, General uh, Aquin also mentioned the fact that uh, he is a very experienced uh, fighter within special operations, uh, which also uh, brings about, I believe, uh, one of those consensus that General Gavisha spoke about. Uh, but uh, as the former commander of Saeed Matkal, uh, uh, a post that was commanded by the head of the opposition. Uh, no, or, not commanded. Me, it was, uh, it was, was a junior officer. A junior there. officer there, commanded by the uh, internal security ministry uh, minister uh, and uh, posted by. Numerous others, including uh, by the head of the Mossad and uh, the head of the ISA. Um, it seems like everybody is rooted out from this specific unit, but uh, of course, uh, it uh, improves your prospects if you'd like to get somewhere. Uh, that's what, that's Israel's Harvard. Indeed. Uh, to what degree do you see this, however, as uh, a, a point that would allow him to be more interoperable with other agencies and cooperate in a more thorough manner, uh, speaking the same language, if you will?
0: Yes, it's a it's a very valid point because um, the Israeli military, uh, while uh, being prepared for war, for general war, where the other services are much less important, and special forces usually are less important. The Israeli military has been transformed in such a way that you see the operations in the West Bank are conducted jointly by the army, by the police, by the border guards, by their counter-terrorist unit, YAMAM, by the internal security agency. And they uh, cooperate um, seamlessly. Especially in the field, when you go up to the uh, service head level, sometimes there are problems, there is bickering. But um, in the field, um, the cooperation um, over the last several years has improved markedly.
1: Well, we're drawing near to the end of the program, and I'd like to... uh Ask uh, you uh, both generals uh, if you could recommend General Halevi uh, for the near future. What would you uh, like to recommend at this point uh, in time? And if you will, uh, about a half a minute and a half each. General Aquino, we'll start with you. Um, when uh, he ended Sayyaret
2: Matkal and became a brigade commander, I was a uh, Commander of the course for brigade commanders, and uh, I got a direct uh, uh, directive from chief of staff. Convert him perfectly uh, to learn the ordinary uh, units. Therefore, he was sent uh, to command a brigade in the north of Samaria in Jenin and he commanded the Power Trooper Brigade in cast lead operation. So he really succeeded to get the friction with the ordinary, mediocre uh, military uh, units. And my recommendation to him to begin, first of all, with all those aspects of Black War, uh, Black War, of uh, logistic, because at the end, huge military effort must be well supported by logistic effort, and it is absolutely beyond the glory, and to try to promote all those uh, black duties, to make them part of the whole system, and to improve them.
1: Indeed, of course, a lesson learned by the Russians as we speak. Uh, General Gavish, uh, your uh, recommendation for the near future.
3: Yeah, um, I would say first, you know, going back to the to the previous uh, discussion and, and, and the notes that were made by by Amir. Very shortly, I think. And, and okay, is that uh, one of the big advantages coming from special units? It's uh, it's way of thinking. Uh, being able to think out of the box, uh, being able to find a very innovative way of uh, fighting. Um, uh, so I think that this is also something that he would be you know, using those uh, skills in his uh, next job. I think that you know, we are not really here to give him uh, a lot of uh, ideas of what he has to do. But, but in general, you know, the main challenge is really to keep the IDF relevant to all his fronts, in the near future and in, in, the, in, in the far future. This, this is really the main challenge, to keep continuously keep such a big organization relevant. This is a high challenge and uh, this is
2: what we should look for. Speaking about uh, outside the box, uh, in order to think outside of the box, someone must build the box. Yeah. Sometimes after you are outside the box, you can tell something new about the box from uh, an outside point of view. But if you don't have those simple uh, military officers creating the doctrine, the regulations, what is called the boxes, no one could really come to be effective by Indeed. thinking
0: outside the box. There is one crucial recommendation for General Alevi to follow in the footsteps of General Lacoyne and General Gavish and appear on TV7's Watchmen Talk.
1: Absolutely. Well, (laughs) uh, it says in the Bible, salvation comes from good advice. I'd like to thank General Cohen, General uh, Gavish, and Mr. Owen uh, for partaking in today's panel. I'd like to thank our viewers as well. And we will see you next time.
0: Thank you for joining us in another Jerusalem Studio podcast. For more content on Israel and its region, we invite you to visit our website at tv7israelnews.com and follow us on social media.